You're listening to Yale Radio WYBC. This is Brainerd Carey with the lives of the artists, architects, curators, and more. Today on our show, I'm talking with Wilfried Soli. Wilfried, thank you so much for being with me today. Thank you, Brainerd. Uh, the pleasure is mine. Wilfried, let's talk about your work. What's, what's happening now? We're talking... Uh, hopefully towards the end of the pandemic. It's hard to tell. We're at the end of March in 2021. How has this affected your your dance, your choreography, your your work, and, and, and what is happening at the moment? Uh, two things. Uh, a lot of things have uh, been happening for me recently because of the pandemic, some good things and uh, some not-so-good things. Uh, Physically, uh, like uh, moving physically, there has been like uh, a very difficult uh, thing for me to do actually because I couldn't have uh, the opportunity to be in the studio and uh, change with dancers or just uh, get to move. The only solution was uh, to find uh, the small space that I had uh, in my home and to just uh, try to move and uh, still uh, uh, create uh, some uh, physical stuff. But on the other end, being in this pandemic has uh, kind of allowed me to take a step back and to look a little bit uh, into my career as an artist. And it has uh, kind of allowed me to sit and uh, brainstorm, uh, have ideas uh, for uh, the future, for uh, the next uh, uh, works that I will be creating. And uh, towards the end, like uh, since uh, November, I've had uh, the opportunity to to work uh, with uh, dancers from uh, my home country of Burkina Faso because uh, over there they have uh, different restrictions uh, about people people meeting. And uh, at the beginning of January, I was uh, back home in Burkina Faso where I spent uh, three months working with uh, dancers, uh, like every single day because we had uh, the opportunity to be on the stage together. And uh, I literally landed back in Los Angeles last night, uh, March 28th. So that's, uh, that's uh, it's amazing and exciting that you're able to do that. Um, I'd, I'd like to talk about that work, but, but perhaps before we talk about that work, um, mm-hmm. tell me, what have you been thinking about your career? Because as you're saying, you know, the pandemic and what's happening has made you uh, pause and it sounds like reflect about your career so as a as a dancer as a choreographer how do you feel about your your career moving forward the kind of artist that you want to be in the after well while being in, in the pandemic that sounds like it was a big moment of, of reflection and possibly even um, I don't know career change yeah I will say that uh this pandemic has uh, kind of allowed me to reflect on uh, my career as a dancer and a choreographer and uh the outcome is that uh, as a dancer and a choreographer I couldn't limit myself into producing my work only for uh live or stage events uh it kind of gave me the opportunity to set up like uh uh some other ways of presenting my work like uh, creating some uh, dance for camera projects or uh, uh, creating like uh, other projects that will be uh, strictly streamed online and uh, stuff like that. Because uh, we had uh, 
that uh, opportunity to always engage with our audiences while while uh, performing live. But uh, now we realize that uh, nature can uh, sometimes go against uh, what we have planned. So because of that, I thought that it was the best uh, thing for me to see, to reflect, and uh, come with like uh, another uh, another plan for my career for the future, which can also be like uh, a second string uh, to my bow. And, and let's talk about that. So, so, so what does that mean? Is the second plan more uh, things happening online? Is that is that a way that you found you can engage your audience? Uh, it's not that I can uh, uh, engage betterly with my audience online, but uh, it will allow me to still uh, engage with my audience uh, despite uh, having like a, a global pandemic. Because uh, previously I was uh, only focusing my work into live events. But now with uh, the pandemic, I found uh, that it's a better, it's a better opportunity for me to stay engaged with my community, engage with uh, people that are following me uh, through my art. So therefore it's uh, a better solution for me to kind of start putting myself uh, online. And, and what does that mean by, by putting yourself online? Is, is because that's, of course, something very special when we're talking about dance. What is the best yep. form of that like for you? A, what, is, what does that mean? Because that's a new world, really, right? Exactly. Uh, for me, it means uh, uh, creating some uh, performances uh, that are strictly for, uh, uh, for screen. Like uh, I will create uh, my performance, but instead of uh, adapting it for the stage, I will adapt it only for the camera and uh, just work with some editors that can uh, uh, put it together so that it can be streamed. It doesn't need to be physically uh, presented on the stage. If if, uh, the opportunity comes and I can present it on stage, that will be a great thing. But uh, there will also be... Uh, a streaming uh, option. I see. And let's hear about what happened when you were in Burkina. I know you just got back and you still have the, the, the jet lag from that. I'd, mm-hmm. I'd love to hear more about what happened there because that must have been very exciting after almost a year of, of not being able to be in contact with dancers as a, as a choreographer. Right? That's, that was a pretty special moment you had in uh, Burkina, I imagine, just this past month. Yep, that was a, a great experience for me. Uh, most importantly, because I haven't uh, had the opportunity to work with uh, local dancers in uh, almost ten years. Uh, I've been living in the U.S. for about fifteen years, and the last time, uh, uh, the last time that I went there, I didn't uh, really work with uh, local dancers. So this time going there. I just decided, uh, despite having like family issues, I uh, just focused myself onto uh, into just working with the dancers and getting to to share uh, uh, my point of views and uh, my experience with uh, uh, the lo- these local uh, and young dancers. And out of that, uh, we kind of created like uh, a work that will be presented. Uh, 
very soon by uh, April 17th. Uh, it will be a, a work in progress, but uh, later after that, uh, work will be developed uh, into like a full uh, a full length uh, project. So let's talk about that because that must have been, been exciting. That's where um, so much of your dance also came from. So you were you were back there. What what kind of work did you did you make? Because I don't know much uh, about Burkina or or the kind of dance dancers mm-hmm. that you're that you're working with there. How how is that different from working with with dancers in the U.S.? I imagine something very very special is happening there. So first of all, uh, Burkina Faso is one of, uh, I would say, one of uh, the richest and cultural uh, country uh, in Africa because we have uh, about 65 uh, different ethnic groups, languages, and uh, dances and music. So uh, meaning that uh, the cultural diversity is really wide. Most of the dancers get to learn like uh, hundreds of dances from different ethnic groups, and uh, later in their careers, if they decide to go in uh, contemporary dance, they use these traditions and these traditional dances to influence what they are doing on stage. So this was a great opportunity for me to work with such dancers that have like uh, the same background as, as me. Because I started with a traditional dance, then I mixed it with martial, uh, with martial arts. So basically, uh, my dance, uh, or what I usually create, is always based on the experience, uh, the life experience of the dancers. And this, it was uh, important for me and meaningful because these dancers have had like uh, the same experience as me. Started from like a traditional dances and then uh, evolve uh, into a, a more uh, uh, creative and uh, contemporary way of moving. And since these dancers also um, have been in the pandemic, right, this must have been exciting for them to be working with you. Uh, it's, it's, it's hard to imagine all of that, all of that traditional dance that they know as you did and then incorporating that into a, a new production. How, how do you incorporate that into a new production? And, and can you talk a little bit about that, that production that you worked on? Does it, is there a narrative to that? Is there a story? Or how, how, does that, how is that production structured, if you can talk about that? Okay, so uh, first of all, uh, these dancers uh, have like a traditional background, but uh, they don't necessarily perform traditional dances on, st- on stage. Uh, they use this traditional, uh, these traditional dances are like uh, a base for creating uh, uh, a more meaningful dance for uh, the, uh, the piece that we are creating. And uh, yes, all of them were very excited uh, to be in this project because, like you said, uh, the, the pandemic has stopped everything, even though... Uh, Burkina Faso has uh, different uh, rules for uh, social en- engagement. Uh, uh, everything uh, stopped. So people are allowed to be together with no mask, but there is uh, no more opportunities for performing or uh, working with uh, other cho- uh, choreographers because they had a... Uh, uh, they always had uh, the opportunity of uh, working with international co- uh, choreographers, 
And because of the pandemic, these choreographers couldn't come back. So there was like a, uh, uh, like the time was uh, a little bit suspended and everybody had like a, a lot of time on their hands uh, and nothing to do. So it was a great experience for them. And how did, did I uh, 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 put this production together? Uh, well, how, how can, also, what is the, what is the uh, yeah, is there a narrative or a story to the production? Is there, uh, you know, that can be spoken of it as well? Yes. Uh, it, it's not really a narrative, but uh, this, the piece is generally uh, a choreographic uh, response to uh, social justice and op- uh, in times of oppression. And uh, it speaks about uh, uh, the experience of uh, oppressed people uh, everywhere around the world. And uh, me as a choreographer living in the U.S. found that it was uh, interesting uh, to kind of transpose a little bit of the experience uh, of black, uh, of uh, African-Americans in the U.S. into African dancers who are living living, uh, a different type of operation, but... uh, trying to, uh, how do you say that, uh, uh, I'm, I'm losing my words. These African dancers, even though they are not uh, f- uh, feeling the oppression as the same as African-Americans, still uh, leave it in their way. And it was uh, kind of interesting for me to try to use their bodies and uh, have them... Uh, put back a a choreographic response into what was happening uh, to black bodies around the world. I don't know if that makes sense. It does make sense. And um, and that's interesting to hear. And so that's a, that's a perspective, you know, on, on the experience here on the black experience in, in the United States that you're talking about. So, um, but this also, so there's two levels. I mean, that must've been quite an experience for you to, to mm-hmm. learn and understand, but then, it, then this, this production will, uh, it sounds like have an appeal to people all over the world because it's, it's not, uh, just about localized social justice. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's about, uh, black bodies everywhere. Is that, is that appropriate to say? Yes. Yeah. It's about black bodies everywhere. And, and, and that's, that's interesting to navigate because, of course, it's a different experience for black bodies everywhere around the world. But, but, but oppression or social justice is something that, um, that they have in, in common. Is that, that's the thread that's running through all of this, the, the social justice thread, correct? Yes. So what will happen next with this production? Where will it be or when will we be able to see it? How will it move forward now? So uh, right now, uh, I'm uh, finishing my uh, MFA studies at uh, the UCLA World Arts and Culture Class Dance Department. Uh, yes, I took uh, uh, the challenge of going back to school and uh, to having like an official credential, even though I had like a, a, a 20 and plus uh, a 
more than 25 years of career, I decided to kind of go back and uh, just uh, try to get official credentials. And so uh, this uh, work will uh, first uh, premiere on April 17th, and it will be my uh, uh, capstone project for my MFA research. But beyond that, uh, like starting uh, next week, I'm scheduled to go back to Burkina and pursue my residency for this piece again. And that time I will, be, uh, I will have uh, the opportunity of working with uh, Kyle Abraham, who has uh, agreed uh, to be like uh, an external uh, view and uh, uh, an advisor for the project. That's, that's very exciting, and I, I want to also, you know, congratulate you on going back to school. That's also a big move. I, I, um, I want to ask you one more question, but I also feel like mm-hmm. I have to ask you about going back to school because, yeah, you, yeah. you had a big career already. You went yeah. back to school to get those credentials. I mean, mm-hmm. arguably in the United States, you don't need those credentials necessarily, but, but nevertheless, that's, that's powerful in terms of, I would imagine, theory and, and practice. Uh, how did that help you going going back to school? Uh, I think that the most important uh, thing that happened to me was to kind of solidify uh, what I knew as a choreographer and uh, have like a, a clear vision uh, as well as uh, speaking about my work. Yes, I used to do that before, but uh, I didn't have... Uh, the same engagement and uh, the same uh, uh, ways of uh, talking about my work. Going to school, I kind of solidified everything that I knew. And most importantly, it has given me like uh, uh, more ways of uh, seeing uh, dance, creating dance, or uh, talking about dance. Thank you. That makes sense. And, and again, congratulations on, on that, going back to school. Uh, I want to ask you one more question, which is, what are mm-hmm. you reading at the moment? I'm always curious what everyone's reading. Uh, actually, I've been uh, reading like uh, this book of uh, poems uh, written by uh, uh, a friend of mine. Her name is uh, Labretta Portia Baker, and uh, the book is... Uh, called uh, Vetiver, like V-E-T-I-V-E-R. And it's uh, a book of poems that I've been reading uh, for like uh, almost uh, four or six months. And uh, 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 actually, I kind of used uh, some of her uh, uh, poems into the piece that I'm working right now. And I've had the opportunity of uh, inviting inviting her uh, to Burkina Faso to be part of a residency. So, Vetiva, we are from uh, Labrette Porsche Baker. Wilfried, I want to thank you so much for talking with me today. It's really been a pleasure, and I wish you well with your um, finishing your academics and also future productions. Thank you so much for talking with me today. Thank you, Bernard. Thank you. You're listening to Yale Radio WYBC. This is Brainerd Carey with the lives of the artists, architects, curators, and more.